pursue something that you're really passionate about. You know, I've never looked back. I really enjoy the commercial trading space. And it's not just about feeling good. I think, you know, we really, we just have this one shot. And I think, you know, doing something that you really care about and are very, very, you know, enthusiastic about, it's going to make you more effective and, and, you know, really help your career. I found that to be true. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting here this afternoon at the Capital Girls City Center with my guest, Mike Berger, co-founder and partner at Veritas Tool Solutions. How are you? Doing well, Paige. It's good to be with you this afternoon. I'm excited. You've got an announcement to make. And, we do. Uh, and we'll, we'll put that in there towards the end. But okay, great. Before we really get into it, I wanted to ask everyone to support the show by taking a few moments and leave a review. Mike, let's talk about how you got started in the oil and gas industry. Okay. Well, I kind of fell into it, actually, as a result of my degree. I was always good in math and science, and so I decided to become a chemical engineer. And I'd moved around a lot, but one of the favorite places that, that we had lived was Southern California. And so I went to USC to get a chemi degree. And partway through that, I had an internship with an energy company, Mobile, as it turns out. And I, I, I think I've heard Michigan. of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, small company. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. And when I was when I was graduating in that era, the oil companies were hiring petroleum engineers to be reservoir engineers and all other types of engineers to be project managers. Right. And so I was destined to become a project manager and and I enjoyed it. I I had a really good experience, you know, changed jobs every few years and got a lot of training from mobile. And some of my best memories are projects that I ran just a year or two out of school for mobile projects when you're out in the middle of the field and you can envision a need and design a project, put it out to bid, evaluate and award bids, oversee construction, start up the operation, turn it over to operations. You know, that was very rewarding, cradle to grave work. And so it was a good experience for me. And I continued to change jobs every few years. And and I became more interested in the commercial side of the business. So my last upstream job was as an operations supervisor over a small oil field in California called Lost Hills. Okay. And I, you know, it was about 10 miles long. I had 50 employees, a couple hundred contractors running around every day. It was a lot of responsibility for a kid my age. I was maybe 30, 31 at the time. And I really enjoyed it. But I had, remember I had moved every couple of years and really seen a lot of variety. And I looked around me and I after a year or two, I thought I'd learned most of what the job was going to teach me. And I looked around and everybody was healthy and young. And my boss was 10 years older than I, and he was doing the same thing. He just had 10 times as much, you know, responsibility. Right. So I didn't think that was going to work for me. You know, and I had become interested along the way. I'd had a planning job and picked up an MBA and done some special project work. And I'd become very interested in the commercial side of things. So I decided to move from production into trading. Okay. Now, your audience, some of your audience may not be familiar with this, so I might mention that supply and trading is a part of the industry that we really focus on. It's what I've been doing for the last 25 years. And so we normally segment energy into upstream, midstream, and downstream. 
But at Veritas, we like to think about some of the functions that go across all those segments as well. And one of them is supply and trading. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of that in upstream, but it's very prevalent in midstream and downstream. Okay. And this is the commercial buying and selling of commodities, as well as the risk management of that commercial trading activity. And so that's really what I got into back then. I, I moved from this operations job into a financial trading role, essentially, within Mobile's Treasury Group. And I, you know, we managed a bond portfolio, $8 billion worth of bonds. And, and I, I got a lot of really formative lessons during that part of my career, too, as I got used to this new, completely new industry. Right. For example, mobile really didn't care if we made or lost 5 or $10 million on, on interest rate derivatives each year because their interest expense was $600 million a year. They wanted us to build skills so that when they needed to refinance, say, a billion dollars of debt in the Canadian affiliate, we'd be ready and able and, and knowledgeable enough to be able to do that. And so that's what, they, that's what they valued. And so it was a great experience. I got to be involved with you know, derivatives, trading and hedging, risk management, and learning what that was, and managing large financial portfolios. And so I caught the bug. And, and I really was destined, I think, to, to make a career out of you know, trading and risk management at that time. I moved into crude risk management for about a year. And then after mobile, I joined a software company that was focused on the same, a firm called OpenLink Financial at the time. There were maybe 20 of us and it's grown to 2000, been acquired by another company along the way. I worked for hedge fund. I was an independent consultant for several years, a partner at Accenture for three years. And since then, I've been, you know, running, you know, boutique consulting companies that specialize in the supply and trading space before forming Veritas eight years ago with, huh. with a co-founder. Yeah. So it sounds like you, you've kind of gone through life and just figured stuff out. And if it didn't work out for you, you just changed along the way. You just changed your mind. You moved along. What are some of the challenges you've had to go through, through all that? Well, I kind of enjoy the change, actually. I, I'd be hard-pressed to call any of it challenging. I just, you know, I was a military kid growing up. Oh, well, that explains a lot. A lot. Right. I went to four <laughs> high schools, I think, three or four, depending on how you count. And, and you know, so I, I got used to that. And I think the first 13 years I was married, we owned eight different houses. And so we continued to do that until we got to Houston and we've stayed here. You know, <laughs> we, we fell in love with Houston and we've been here over 20 years. But that variety has been a big part of my story and my career. I've really enjoyed it. I, I like, you know, I, I grow restless doing the same thing over and over again. I feel that. I understand that completely. Yeah. Itch. Yes. A little itch. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about your current role at Veritas. Okay. So Veritas is a management consulting company that helps energy firms in this supply and trading space that I've been talking about. We do several things. We help with the commercial strategy, the people process and technology to support that strategy as well. So we're very deep in the commercial systems that are used in this space, as well as the business aspects. That is, uh, you know, how to set up a new trading organization, how to manage risk policy, and, and then how to value all the positions and the activities associated with this, as well as regulatory compliance. Oh, and that's, it, that's my niche. So yeah. I regulatory compliance. Yeah. On the upstream side. Yeah. That's my background. And we do, as you know, some upstream advisory work as well in integrated operations, which one of our partners, Delfina, Covina, which I've had on about. the yeah, yes. which I've had on the show. That was a great interview. Yeah, she's been on your show. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, 
Anything else you want to plug about Veritas? Well, I think that one of the things that we really enjoy are finding and bridging gaps in our industry. And so this is how I think we add the most value. We really like solving complex problems and and finding things that are done really well in some industry, maybe not quite as well in others. So we'll bring, you know, financial analysis techniques from Wall Street to physical energy companies or maybe physical trading expertise from Houston and other parts of the energy industry to firms like hedge funds or investment banks that may not, you know, really have that understanding. So that's something we really enjoy, bridging gaps. And and I think we we add we're able to do this in kind of a unique way because we bring this deep business experience like Delfina. Right. And, you know, I've been more of a more of a business business resource in my career and a business expert with deep consulting skills and technical experts that we we also employ. Excellent. So if you had one piece of advice to give our audience, what would it be? Can I give them two? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So first, I think that field experience is really, really important. And it was probably underappreciated early in my career. But I think that there's a big difference between, you know, being involved with natural gas transactions in a headquarters office and seeing Henry Hub in Louisiana or, you know, trading a refining crack spread or walking around in a refinery. And I think the appreciation of the physical assets, their operations, their constraints, their difficulties, it's really important for professionals to understand. And so I really encourage young professionals to, to get out in the field and, and see gas storage assets, refineries and chemical plants and EMP operations. I think that's really, really important. All right. And then the second thing is that I'd say, you know, pursue something that you're really passionate about. You know, I've never looked back. I really enjoy the commercial trading space. And it's not just about feeling good. I think, you know, we really, we just have this one shot. And I think, you know, doing something that you really care about and are very, very, you know, enthusiastic about, it's going to make you more effective and, and, you know, really help your career. I found that to be true. Excellent. Well, which book would you say influenced you the most? Well, again, that's kind of tough to narrow down. So I'll give you a couple if that's all right. Yeah. I mean, early, I'd say it was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Covey. And that was something we passed around quite a bit in the early 90s at Mobile when it was first published. I think that was probably the first edition. And it, it's still a great read. And I think really helps, it helped me a lot with personal efficiency and, you know, kind of focus. Mm -hmm. A funny story about that real quickly. I, I passed that out to all my employees when I was, you know, overseeing that oil field at Lost Hills. And one of the spouses got very angry at me. She thought it was full of Mormon doctrine. Oh, my. And I, <laughs> I've, I've read the book a few times. I'd be hard-pressed to, to point out any Mormon philosophy in the book. But it's it's very good, very good read. And it was very influential. And, and then I think the flattening of Mobile's organization that led to the opportunity I had to be an operations supervisor at a pretty young age, that was really due to Thriving on Chaos by Tom Peters. That was a very influential book in the kind of the late 80s, late 80s and early 90s. And, and so that's another book that I really enjoyed. And I'd say The Black Swan, you know, that is a book that's, you know, it's a difficult book to read. I think it has a lot of mathematics and philosophy in it, but a lot of really novel concepts. And mm -hmm. I, I found that very influential. And on the personal side, if I could add, wow, that's four, isn't it? Yeah, come on. That's I'd fine. say Younger Next Year was probably the one of the best nonfictions I've ever read. A friend recommended it to me, and it's 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 about living better and longer. And I don't know what's more important than that. Yeah, no, I, that's great. That's wonderful. 
What's your most used business tool? Well, it's not very politically correct, I guess, but I'd, I'd have to, I'll admit it's the phone. It's my phone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where I'd, you know, it, it's all the applications, you know, from mapping to, you know, calendars, email, all in the palm, all in the palm of your hand. Yeah, and I remember when it was about the size of two bricks taped together. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Once when our when our oldest, our youngest, I'm sorry, was born, I had a convention in Chicago, and I remember renting one of those old clamshell phones, and I thought I was all that, you know, bringing this clamshell to the uh, conference just so I could make sure that I had a couple hours to get to the airport and get home if I had to. Oh, that's awesome. But no, it's you know I think it gets a bad rep because. You know, people obsess, right? And you yeah. see people walking around, stuck in their phones, face stuck in the phone. I think that same criticism is basically, you know, been levied against every single technology that we've ever developed, you know, televisions, yeah. recorded phones, probably cars, you know. It, yeah. It, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Who's your most respected competitor, if that is even applicable? Well, I mean, I think we have competitors on different fronts. So in the the trading system implementation space, so implementing large commercial trading systems, there are a lot of firms that like to do that type of work. The big four, there are other specialized consultancies that implement these big commercial systems. There are also firms that do the trading and risk advisory that we do that will help develop trading strategy, even manage you know, hedge positions for firms. I'm not aware of firms that do both of those things. And I think it's one of the things that really helps us be successful because we bring that deep business expertise together with consulting skills and project management, program management skills. So, so I think, you know, everybody probably like to say they don't have any competitors, but I don't think people are, are bringing both of those things to the table yeah. in my experience. Excellent. What's your most important lesson learned? Well, let me see. I think, I think it's really back to the advice that I mentioned earlier. I personally found that the field work gave me a really good foundation for other management responsibilities and eventually the trading responsibilities and career that I pursued. And, and then I think really, you know, looking for, you know, kind of following your heart and really, you know, enjoying what you do making sure you pursue a career that, you know, uses your, your skills and your passions. Yeah, because that's the only way you can really enjoy it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I like everyone. I've, I've had a few roles that I didn't enjoy or things about jobs that I didn't like. And in hindsight, all of them helped me in some way, but they also catalyzed some type of change. And that's been important for me. All right. Now, I have another question, but that's not on the list that you just got. This is one of my favorite questions. Why is your role now important to the future of oil and gas? Well, you know, I described our, our niche, the supply and trading space within the energy supply chain. And to the extent we, we can, our ability to find these gaps and close them with our clients should be able to, you know, I think it adds massive value for those clients and, and makes a difference, it makes the industry more efficient and makes some of the participants more profitable. So I think that's important work and does make a big impact. Yeah. What's your favorite podcast? So I enjoy a few podcasts. One, being an engineering nerd, I like a podcast called uh, Engines of Our Ingenuity. It's U of H oh, yeah. podcast about you know inventions and technology. I also, uh, I really enjoy yours. I, I think Thank that's you. a, I just probably drew a yellow flag, but, <laughs> but I, I really like your podcast. I like, I like being able to hear the questions answered by different different folks across the industry. And, and I like Mark's 
Mark's material a lot too. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you want to go ahead and give the announcement? Sure. Sure. Speaking of podcast. Our big news is that we're launching the Veritas Viewpoint, which is a podcast that you can now get on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are, are delivered. And in this, we are going to talk about, you know, best practices in the commodity trading, you know, supply and trading space and our views of opportunities. And so we're very excited about that. And we'll make sure to put a link in the show notes so everybody can just click on it and go right to it. And that'd be great. So thank you again for joining me, Mike. People want to reach out to you and or get to know more about Veritas Tool Solutions. How can they go about doing that? Well, I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us through our website, which is veritasts.com for Veritas Total Solutions. Perfect. All right. So that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Now here's events on deck. Hey, guys. We have a couple of OGGN events on deck for the next month. OGGN's next Houston Happy Hour will be on October 29th at the Cannon from 4 to 6. As always, a portion of the proceeds will go toward Redeem Ministries to fight human sex trafficking. At this happy hour, we'll be discussing the process of taking a startup from simply an idea to obtaining the first purchase orders. The panel discussion will include Saudi Aramco Ventures, Shell Ventures, NOV, SCF Ventures, Eternal Energy, and Well Diver. Our next Denver happy hour will be on November 6th. Come join us for food, drinks, and a live podcast that we will announce at a later date. A portion of this event's proceeds will go to local charities Safe House Denver and Oil Field Helping Hands. Okay, now to the events on deck. The Tamora Leste Oil and Gas Summit 2019 will be on October 3rd through 4th in Dilly, Tamora Leste. The SMRP third quarter West Houston chapter meeting is on October 3rd at 11:30 in Houston. This event will cover the topic, are your PMs preventing or causing failures? IPAA and TIPRO are hosting their Leaders in Industry Luncheon on October 9th in Houston. On October 14th, the Canon will be having a disruptive energy workshop. The API Golf Tournament will be held on October 14th, 2019 at Kingwood Country Club. And as of right now, there are some spots still open, so be sure to check their website and register your team. The 2019 Operations and Process Technology Summit will be on October 14th through 16th in San Antonio. The summit will cover maximizing your molecular advantage, practical solutions for today, forethought for tomorrow. On October 24th, OGGN's very own Mark LaCour will be speaking at Tech to Market in Shreveport, Louisiana. The Balkans Petroleum Conference will be held on October 24th through 25th in Budva, Montenegro. The summit is the official event for the Balkans oil and gas industries. Lastly, the George H. Bush conference this year will be on October 28th through 29th in Houston. Honoring President George H.W. Bush, the Bush-China conference brings together Americans and Chinese to discuss critical bilateral, regional, and global issues and to generate innovative recommendations for advancing the relationship. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com.